you are divine. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. I am your host, Chloe Taylor, and today we are going to be talking all about the Scorpio new moon that is actually happening today. It is a partial solar eclipse, and I just got the chills. <laughs> so I feel like this, we're going to be talking about kind of what you can expect coming up for this. I also have a story about the new moon. I want to say it was actually a full moon eclipse that I experienced. Um, I maybe have referenced this story before, but um, I'll tell the story more at the end if you want to hear like basically why I don't really encourage ritual work during a new moon because I've had a personal or a not during a new moon, but during an eclipse or during eclipse season because I have had a personal story where it really went awry. Um, so I'll share that with you more towards the end of the episode. But um, first and foremost, I just need to say I feel like I had no idea that y'all loved these astrology episodes. Like I know that I love astrology and it's something I could talk about forever and ever and ever. I'm a big astrology buff. It's something that like I, if somebody handed me a microphone and they were just like, we don't have space to fill for this segment. Can you just talk? I could sit and talk about astrology the whole time. Uh, I'm really into it. I am an astrologer by trade. Uh, but I am currently not offering any more private readings. Um, it's actually something that I've done away with right now from my lineup of work. Um, another topic for another day, I suppose we can talk about why and how that came about. Because I feel like it kind of ties in personally for me with this eclipse that we're about to be experiencing. But um, I didn't realize that y'all loved the astrology episode so much. I just was looking over the analytics of this podcast and the full moon and Aries episode. So many of you listened to that. It's now like one of my most popular episodes of the podcast. And I was kind of shook. I was like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea that y'all were into astrology. But now that I know I will be trying to cover the new and full moons a little more frequently. Uh, because this is stuff that I do on my own. Anyways, like I will go on a deep dive for more information. Um, I also have my own like kind of um, study of this stuff. But of course, like I'll go and pull the charts and look at things. And um, it's it's something that I would do on my own anyways. So why not make some episodes and give you some free information. So in any case, today, if you're listening to this the day that the episode goes out, uh, which is going to be October 25th, I believe that is actually my mother in law's birthday. Uh, if you're listening, mother in law, happy birthday to you. Special shout out um, a Scorpio queen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're listening to this the day that it airs, it will be airing on that day. So October 25th, 2022, we have a partial solar eclipse in Scorpio. And I feel like this new moon, I feel like number one, because you're here and you're listening to Chloe Taylor, you're going to be fine. <laughs> you're going to be fine. I feel like it's the people that are unaware and don't know how to work with the energy that's being presented that have a harder time. And so I feel like because you're consciously aware, you're able to kind of have this bird's eye view. You're able to pay attention to what's going on and be like, oh, 
That's right. We are in this eclipse season right now. And so things are feeling this way. I don't have to choose to respond this way. I can choose to respond this way. Like you see what I'm saying? I just feel like that is really important information to have just in general, knowing that it's here. And when I say eclipse season, we're in it for this whole month. Uh, or like basically from, I would say even the last few days, we've already been feeling it. But we have this new moon eclipse. And then at the end of November, or eh, it's like midway through November, uh, we will have a full moon eclipse in Taurus. So uh, we're going to be going through these two eclipses right now. And right now we're dealing with the Scorpio half first. So I feel like this has a couple of potentials. <laughs> Number one, we also have the, not only are like the sun and the moon hanging out in the, in the sky with Scorpio, right? They're hanging out um, because that's what new moons are about. But we also have Venus sitting conjunct with them. And Venus conjunct the sun and moon in Scorpio I actually think this has potential for things not to be super chaotic. I actually think Venus is a very harmonizing and supportive planet. And I don't see this as, oh, no, your relationships are all going to go down the toilet. I see this more as, oh, you want to be like comfy, cozy vibes at home. You want to be chilling, right? So I actually feel like this can be a really beautiful time to deepen your relationships with other people. I think this can be a really beautiful time to hunker down at home and do some self-care, have a self-care night on Tuesday. I think that there's just a lot of beautiful potential for so many good things. And I feel like a lot of people talk about Scorpio and yes, Scorpio is the sign of rebirth and transformation. So this is going to hit you somewhere different in your chart. Every person is going to be affected by this differently. And that's because all of us have a different astrological makeup. Your rising sign is going to help you pinpoint what it's going to be highlighting the most for you. If you follow, um, basically, I would say whole sign houses and you go based off of your rising. I always recommend to y'all Yasmin Bolin's book, Moonology. It is one of my favorite books for astrology as a beginner. And I think if you're trying to follow new and full moons, it's it to me is just one of the like most best simple ways to kind of get yourself in alignment with what's going on and pay attention to these different cycles. So it is going to impact everybody a little bit differently, but the broad major theme is going to be rebirth and transformation. And because this is taking place with an eclipse, this to me is a huge opportunity for you. Not necessarily to get into ritual. Like I said, I have a whole story on that. <laughs> but it ha it has huge potential for such a great release from you. So the release is going to happen in a different sector for everyone. Not literally everyone, like some people, it will be in the same sector. Like if you're a Sagittarius rising like myself, this is going to be in your house of mental health and endings. So like you are going to be getting a new beginning in that sector of your life and you're going to be releasing a lot of things that are not in alignment with you anymore. And um, I guess I could try to run through everybody really quick. Just so if you know your rising sign, just tune in for a second. I'll try to keep this part brief. 
um, just because I know that, you know, maybe not everybody wants to hear every rising sign, but I'm so, I'm so that bitch. I always want to help everybody. So I'm like, oh, let me just run through it really quick. So, um, if you are, like I said, a Sagittarius rising, like myself, uh, squad, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Uh, this is a new beginning in the sector of mental health for you and endings, chapters that you want to close, things that you really desperately want to let go of that have been a hindrance to you, bad habits, things that you use as coping tools that are not healthy for you. This is a really good time to put those things to rest. And with an eclipse, there will be no going back. That is what I want you to remember, Sagittarius Risings. There will be no going back on any of you, actually. Any of the Risings, I feel like wherever you are releasing something, there will be no turning around from this. So like, no, whatever you're releasing, it's gone for good. Um, I feel like because it's an eclipse, that's kind of the energy that we're bringing to the table. Um, and this also gives the opportunity to kind of have a rebirth in the realm of mental health, in the realm of creating a new chapter. Um, now moving on to Capricorn, this is going to be happening in your 11th house of friendship. So um, you might actually be letting go of somebody that was a significant part of your life. And I don't want you to think Capricorn that this is like, you're going to be blindsided and somebody is just going to walk directly out of your life. It's not like that. I actually think this would be somebody you already are aware of. You're already like, Oh, that person, like, I just can't, it, we're just not the same anymore. It's not the same. And it's time for us to part ways. And you maybe have already been feeling it leading up to this, uh, transit. So it's time to kind of release them. Um, and this also is the potential for you to connect to new people. If you feel like you maybe want to have a gathering with somebody else in your life that you want to be close to, your relationships can actually really deepen at this time as well. So um, again, it's an ending, but it's also a beginning and know that if you end this thing, there's not going to be a going back on it. Um, moving on to uh, Aquarius, this is going to be happening in your career sector. So for you, this is going to be an ending of career. Maybe you make a decision to actually finally quit that job that is just such a hindrance to you. Maybe you make a decision to go into business for yourself or leave a piece of your job that doesn't feel good, or maybe you're letting go of a long-term goal. And I also really want to emphasize to everybody that's listening. I'm not trying to tell you that these things that you're letting go of aren't going to be painful. Like Aquarius, if you have had a goal for your life that you've had for your whole life, and suddenly you realize actually, that goal doesn't align with me anymore. That doesn't mean that you don't mourn the loss of that goal. Like that can still be a painful separation, even if you know it's good for you. But it leaves you open to turn towards newness, turn towards new goals and want new things for your life. Uh, if you are a Pisces rising, this is going to be a ending on, I would say, some kind of philosophical principle that you've like led your life by. Or it could also have a lot to do with higher education in school. So dropping out of school, leaving behind a major, changing a major, um, 
deciding to release bad habits around the way that you choose to learn and picking up a new skill or, you know, really dedicating yourself back into school. If you're in school, if you're not in school, this might, this could actually be some kind of like field of study that you just really enjoy. Um, I always, as an ADHD girly, (laughs) I always say that like, I feel like when I get into a hyper focus, which does happen to those of you that have ADHD, you know what I'm talking about. Um, when I get into hyper focus mode, I feel like that is like me going to school for something. Even if I'm not actually in school, I will study something so hard that it feels like I'm in school learning about it. Um, So it could just be that. It could be you like focusing really intently on something new as you let something else go. Um, Or it also could be you having a lot of deep realization around um, just something in your life that you couldn't see from a different direction before. And now you have like this brand new perspective and it really shifts you in a huge way. Uh, moving on to Aries, this is going to be about, um, it could be about your money and how it commingles with others. Um, debts, collections. Um, this is also the, the area that is about like sex and power and it's the dirty, sexy money. (laughs) That's what the, the transit that you're going through. Um, it actually is an Aries trans or not Aries. I'm sorry. It is a Scorpio transit during Scorpio season, which I've talked about y'all before Aries risings. You're blessed. You literally have what is considered a perfect chart. Every time the seasons change, you are walking through life right with what is happening, if that makes sense. So you always get these like, when something is happening, you're right in tune with what the cosmos are doing. Um, I feel like in some ways, Aries kind of have it a little easier in that regard, because they are always in tune. I'm not saying that means you can't be affected by these things, because you definitely can. But I do feel like Aries, that's another reason that you're able to kind of make decisions so quickly and go headstrong into things is that you literally walk through life in alignment with the the cosmos, like the events and themes of your life are in alignment. Um, you might not always like that, but um, it's anyways, we're getting off topic here. So this for you is going to be about transforming. It could be any sector of your life, to be honest. Um, but going through a rebirth, going through transformation, going through this in It could be in a partnership of sorts, business, romantic, or otherwise. Uh, It also could be about your spiritual beliefs, religious beliefs, if you're religious. Um, There's definitely an evolution and a change in that sector of your life coming. Uh, If you are a Taurus rising, this is going to be hitting your partnership house. So this is going to be with any long-term partner. You could be breaking up, not going to lie to you about it. Now, obviously not every Taurus rising is going to go through a breakup right now. No, Um, that would be crazy. (laughs) So not everybody's breaking up. Obviously, as I said to, um, as I said to Capricorn risings, you it, it it will be already known, like you would have already felt this coming, you would have already felt, you would have already felt it, you maybe have even already broken up, and you're just dealing with the repercussion of that. But know that this also has the potential for you to create a new chapter with someone else. So 
This could be a breakup. It could also be meeting, having a faded connection with someone that ends up being a long-term romantic partner for you. If it's not romantic, this also deals with business partnerships. Um, and this also is about harmony, harmonizing your life. Where are things off kilter and out of balance and how can you bring them back? Moving on to Gemini risings. This is going to be all about your house of work ethic, um, your day-to-day -day routines and your coworkers. So Gemini risings, um, you are going to be really putting to rest any habits that have been a hindrance to you on your daily routines, your daily tasks, you're actually going to be like, I feel like Gemini risings, y'all have been going through it a little bit. Um, I feel like I haven't heard anybody talking about this, but y'all have been really focused. Don't get me wrong. I think you've had like a lot of strong tailwind um, in terms of like getting your daily grind situated. But I do feel like this new moon for you is going to be about putting to rest the habits that have still been a hindrance to you. And you are going to be putting together and curating a new way of doing things. Um, you also might be getting like a new coworker or you might be removing a coworker. Like if you work at home with your partner or like with someone, um, they might be like getting a different job. So like there's definitely something with coworkers that's to me that's going on there um, because the sixth house, which is what you'll be going through, that does deal with coworkers. It deals with coworkers, pets. Um, it also is your health, like your bodily health. Um, again, I don't want you to think that this is something that's going to be like dramatic and upsetting and something crazy is going to happen. It would be stuff that you've already known about and getting a new beginning in that area of your life. So um, I see this as more of a benefit to you, Gemini Risings. I think that going through a sixth house new moon transit usually is very beneficial in getting a lot of forward momentum going. But know that like because this is all under the sector of Scorpio for you, still waters run deep. And this can be an emotional thing for you, feeling really guilty or bad about not feeling like you have your ish together while you're doing the releasing before you actually move into doing the damn thing. And I would also like to add, we have Mars and Gemini going retrograde for you soon. It might have already happened or it's going to be happening soon. Um, I would have to actually pull the transits up to look at it, but... Uh, I feel like for anybody with a major Gemini placement, this again, where you had a lot of tailwind and forward momentum before, uh, you might find that with like Mars kind of scaling back a little bit, you're going to lose some of that forward momentum. So I do feel like this transit is actually here to support you in any momentum that you've been feeling like you've been losing. Uh, moving on to Cancer Risings, you're going to be dealing with letting go of creative projects that just have not worked out for you. Um, letting things go and starting new ones or recommitting to ones that you had kind of put aside before and getting like reignited into doing something that like this has the energy Cancer Risings to help you go the distance to stick with something and make it happen in your life, especially in the creative sector. So if you are somebody that is a content creator or a creator of, I mean, I believe that everybody is creative personally, but if you're somebody that is really into that, this has such a high potential to be 
about releasing these beliefs about yourself that you hold on to that hinder you from creating more and doing what you want to do and like being unstoppable. Uh, I would also say that this is a really good time for you to release like inner child work, do inner child work. I think that's, that would be a very beneficial thing for Cancer Risings to do right now. You might find that old outdated childhood beliefs bubble up to the surface right now. And you're going to have to do some releasing around that, maybe setting more boundaries with family or parents, um, wherever you feel like you're constantly getting picked on or walked on. This is something that's going to be a huge theme for you, especially this week. So I'm not saying like avoid your family or your past, but I do feel like this has the potential to come out really loudly. So just be careful, you know, be gentle with yourself, especially a cancer rising. Okay, um, please be gentle with yourself. You sweet little babies. I love you. Cancer risings are one of my favorite placements. Um, but, you know, be gentle with yourself and know that like you are good enough just because you are just because you exist. That is enough. And this rebirth is actually going to be a good thing, but it might be a little challenging in the beginning. Uh, moving on to what are we on? Leo. Oh, my God. All Leos are probably just like, oh, my God, how could you forget us? Um, Leo Risings, you are going to be going through your house of family, your house of family and home. And I think for y'all, especially because we have Venus chilling with this transit, I actually think this will be a beautiful time for you to spend some time at home. Uh, spend some time at home being cozy, chilling, maybe having some alone time this week. Uh, I also think that you might be feeling this urge to like clean different areas of your house. And it's not the cleaning so much. It's the releasing clutter, releasing things that don't serve you in your home anymore. And just kind of like cleaning the dust out of the corners kinds of thing. And um, this could also be possibly like looking for a new home, rebirthing something on the home sector is rebirthing for you. You're wanting to expand more. Maybe you're wanting to move. Um, there's definitely something on the home front, though. Um, it also could be in just relations with family. I would actually encourage Leo Risings to call up family or spend time with family this week, as I think it's ultimately what you're going to be craving. Um but it also could have more to do with the home. If you're like not feeling super social, uh, it might be more about just actually changing things up in your home environment um, and just kind of getting a complete transformation of that. And uh, moving on to who comes after you, Virgo, Virgo Risings, you're going to be going through your house of communication. So um, oh my goodness. Sorry. I was just thinking about a Virgo rising that I know. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Uh, this could be a hard time. This could be a hard time in the sense that again, still waters run deep with Scorpio and that's what we're dealing with. So, um, Virgo risings, this is a time period to just, you know, definitely stand up for yourself, set boundaries, say what you need to say, but 
be careful because this also has the potential to you like putting your foot directly in your mouth. So, um, you know, this could lead to something like you saying the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person. So just, you know, be careful with that. You know, conversation might be a little bit more array than normal, but also don't just let people walk all over you and say what they want to you because that is like the rebirth to me is you using your voice and your social skills to stand up for yourself. Uh, moving on to Libra Risings, this is going to be happening in your second house of personal finance. So uh, personal finance, this is, you know, I do feel like you might be, I feel like this is usually more about an increase of finances, to be honest with you. Usually during this kind of transit, you would get an increase. Um, but I also feel like where there is release, it might be around the way that you make money, the way that you're given money. Maybe you have outdated money beliefs that need to be released. And as soon as you do that, you're able to start building this new identity around money, uh, money, personal finance. I would say self-care to a degree as well. Um, moving on to Scorpio Risings, this is all about you. This is all about you. This is your time to shine. If you are a Scorpio rising, oh my goodness. This is like all eyes are on you. All eyes are on you. Everybody wants to know what Scorpio's doing. And if you are somebody that releases any kind of work out into the world and you're a Scorpio rising, release the work. Put things out there right now because they will get noticed. This is a very lucky time for you. I feel like if, if you're a Scorpio rising, um, we also have to remember that um, I want to say it's the south node that's crossing over your rising. And I just want to say from somebody that I just went through this transit last year where the south node crossed my rising, um, it can be a really beautiful healing time, but it can also be a time period where your identity makes like no sense to you. And so just take it in stride. Know that you're still doing beautiful things. Again, kind of like what I said, I think to cancer, the fact that you exist is already enough. Like you don't need to make yourself any more worthy or deserving as the next person. And take this time in stride. I think it has the potential to be a really, really, really high high. But I also think that because I feel like the energy of Scorpio can be kind of catastrophic. It also has the potential to be a really low, low. And especially as the South node is crossing over you. So just know that like you have the, the ability to sit in the eye of the storm and remain calm. Like you do not have to choose to react to everything that pops up in your day to day life. Even your own mind, you have the ability to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I see that thought and I raise you like I see that thought and we don't have to go into it. Or maybe you do go into it and that's where the releasing starts happening. Um, I also feel like for you, this is a start of a new chapter that is about you. This is a, the start of a new chapter that um, about you, about your identity, about who you want to be, who you're going to become and letting go of a past version of yourself and really, really stepping into your future as who you want to be. So that's what I have for all the different signs. <laughs> that probably was a much more longer winded, winded um, explanation than everybody wanted. But the other thing I want to say is 
I don't really recommend ritual when it comes to, um, I'm of a couple minds about it. Hear me out. I feel like communities and astrology are also very divided on this. I have a personal story that kind of keeps me from doing ritual work on an eclipse because I've had an experience that was pretty crazy one time. Um, so I'm a little bit scared of it, so I just don't, <laughs> but I also hear people say like, this is one of the luckiest times, like definitely manifest with it. So I feel like it's all up to the practitioner. If you feel like it's a good time, you should do something with that. If you feel like it's an eerie, weird time and your energy's off, don't use it. Um, the one time that I manifested on and like, it wasn't really ritual. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't do it right. Like I was very stupid. I was newly into witchcraft. I did not use protective measures the way that I should have. I know so much better now, but <laughs> I was out in the woods with my spouse and a few friends and, um, we were out like having s'mores and roasting um, some vegan hot dogs. And we were looking up at the stars. It was a beautiful time. And the, the friends that we were with were just like, I don't know, like we had taken them up to this spot and it was like my favorite location to this day is my favorite location in Utah. Like Andrew, my husband and I would go there for like special occasions. Like we've spent an anniversary there one time and it's not like anything special meaning, I mean, it's special to me, but it's just like, there's no one there. Like no one's there and you can see the Milky way on a really clear night. Like it's just so unbelievably gorgeous. And, um, on this day, like the friends that we had brought with us were just like, not being super cute. Like they were honestly kind of on my nerves. Um, there was definitely a little bit of past trauma reactivation in me based on the people that we were with. And also if my, if my friend Katonix is listening, I'm not talking about you. I need to make that clear. And if you ask me about this, I will tell you exactly who it is and what I'm talking about because we also took them to this spot and that was a totally different situation. Um, and I know that she listens to my podcast. So I'm not talking about her, um, but I am being a little bit cryptic on purpose because like these are people that are in my life still. And I don't like, I'm not trying to start drama. This is like old shit. This happened a few years ago. Um, but like there was just like, for me, y'all know, I talk a lot about trauma on my podcast. Um, I'm a traumatized individual. I struggle with complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and, um, like my trauma was reactivated by the people that we were with. Like nothing happened to me. Like I wasn't hurt physically. It was just like emotional. They didn't even know that they had done anything, but it was a full moon eclipse. And I remember like there were clouds that were rolling in and I was just like, I need it to just rain. I need it to rain so we can just go home. Like, I can't, I don't feel good anymore. I don't want to be around this situation. I want to go home. I want to curl into bed. I'm, I'm, I'm done. And I put my hand on the bare ground. Now remind you, no protective measures. I did not call the corners. I did not set an intention. I was just like, I see clouds coming. I'm a powerful witch. It's a full moon eclipse. I'm going to literally make it rain so that we will go home. 
I put my hand on the bare ground, closed my eyes, took like several deep like earth breaths. And I just set the intention. I was just like, rain, like, please rain. And it did start raining. We did pack up the car and go home almost immediately. I ended up coming down with like 102 fever. And when I went, like I got tested at the hospital. This was like pre-COVID. Like this was not, COVID wasn't even a thing. Like this was pre-2020. Um, and I got tested to like see what it was because I was like, what the fuck? That was so weird. Nobody else got it either. It was just me. And I've tested positive for mono, but it was only for two days. Like I was sick for two days. It could have been a false positive to be sure, but nobody else got it. I tested positive and I only had it for like two days. I was really sick. I just had a fever though. I wasn't like throwing up or anything, but I firmly believe that A, I did not have mono and B, I firmly believe that that was all the eclipse. I asked for catastrophic energy and I was given it because I didn't take the correct measures to be smart and to be safe. And so I do think the eclipse magic can work. I just think you need to be smart about it. I was not being smart. My energy was clearly all over the place, boundless. And I asked for something really powerful and I don't think my body could handle it. And because I did that, I firmly believe that the result was sickness. Like I got sick for a couple of days. And so I don't really fuck with eclipse energy since that point. <laughs> I don't mess with it. I don't mess with eclipse magic. Um, like I said, I feel like I probably could now that I'm a much more practiced practitioner. And I, I'm like... Honestly, being a chaos witch, I think that makes me almost a fraud being like, oh, like I'm not going to work with eclipse energy, but I'm a chaos witch. That makes no sense. Um, I also think that a lot of magic practices come with confidence, though. And if you don't have confidence in your practice, especially when it comes to an eclipse, I would I would say don't like don't like and I don't know that I feel fully confident in myself, so I probably won't. But that's like small, short story, a little cryptic, but it just, again, I think my energy was just everywhere. And the people we were with also, like, they're very, like, I love them. They're still a part of my life. It didn't change anything. It was just like a weird, I was randomly triggered and I didn't even say anything to them in the moment because it was something that I was just dealing with internally. It wasn't even about them, if that makes sense. Um, it was really about me and what I have been through in my life and like how I've had to like deal with things. But, um, yeah, so I just like don't mess with eclipse magic. <laughs> uh, but I do feel like, I don't think that this eclipse is going to be as diabolical as I'm hearing a lot of astrologers talk about. I don't sense that this is going to be like this huge, I mean, globally, we could see some things, but I don't think on the individual scale, this is going to be like the traumatizing event that I feel like a lot of astrologers I'm seeing are talking about that way. I actually think that if you're at home vibing, let it, letting Venus do her thing, I wouldn't say don't set any intentions. I think intention setting can still be really powerful. Sitting in meditation, if you feel called to, journaling, if you feel called to, joining my Patreon if you want to get a meditation and some journal prompts for this new moon. Um, I would highly encourage that you do that because those will be out today as well. 
Um, they might not be out right when this podcast goes live, but they will be up sometime today. So make sure you join the Patreon excuse me, the Patreon and something that Patreon recently changed just to add that in here. And I did activate it is you don't have to wait until the first to join anymore. You're not going to get like double charged. Uh, Patreon made it to where it's subscription based now and you can join it any time in the month and you'll get charged the same day that you originally applied, which it wasn't that way until recently. Uh, it was always, you if you join on the 30th of the month, you're going to get charged the 30th and the 1st. Uh, and it was the 1st of the month for everyone. But now they've changed that and you only get billed once no matter when you join. So um, if you choose to join for this event, uh, you're not going to like get double charged or anything. So um, what else can I tell you? I think that's like, I have some notes. Let me look at them real quick. I feel like that's all I really, I feel like that's all I really wanted to talk about. Um, I would say ultimately just expect a new beginning on a new chapter of your life. Like wherever I just listed for you, it's going to be in those sectors. For some of us, it's a little bit more, um, broad than others like I feel like if you're going through your eighth house your 12th house which the eighth house is going to be Aries risings if you're a Sag rising going through the 12th house um, I feel like those are a little bit more broad as both of those deal with transformation in some way or an ending of something uh, so just just you know take this week in stride take this eclipse season in stride know that this is a new beginning and I actually think it has the potential to be such a great release and a great reset for you and um, just plan to spend some time some time with yourself some time some time vibing in your own energy I think is really what's called for and it is almost 12 30 <laughs> um, I'm actually recording this the at midnight 30 uh, the day before it's going out. So, um, I'm going to go, I'm actually quite tired. I hope that, uh, your new moon is fabulous. I hope that you get some good personal time in and, um, I love you very much. I love you very much. Everybody that listens to the podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in and uh, I'll talk to you in the next one. Please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you again real soon. Bye.